When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hi everyone, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine. But this morning, Annabelle picked me up to take me to work at 8.30 this morning. As I got into the car, one foot in, one foot out, I thought, oh, I'm annoyed that, uh, in fact, I said it out loud, I said, I'm annoyed that I haven't got my waterproof coat as it started to drizzle. And Annabelle said, do you want to go back in? And I said, I cannot be bothered because I honestly was too tired and too at capacity to do the same thing again, to go back into the house, get another coat, come back into your house. Therefore, losing the ability to in any way look after your future self that will be drenched and pissed off this afternoon. Essentially. But I, I completely still... understand. <laughs> That's where I'm living. How are you? Hello, everyone. I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. Regular, probably quite bored by now, <laughs> listeners of this podcast will know that I am having an operation. Well, here's the trick. We are recording this in advance. <laughs> we rarely record in advance because we like to be current and relevant, not because we're disorganised and totally chaotic. No, we're recording this in advance so that it can go out while I'm languishing after the slicing, correct? Correct. So really, I'm absolutely fine, but I could be dead. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> this is a cheery way to start a podcast. While you're listening to this, I could be dead. Anyway, a really good friend of mine just called and I was listening to myself. I said, how are you? I was listening to myself complaining along the lines of I could be dead. Um, she asked me how I was and I, you know, quite cheerfully moaned at her for five minutes because that's what we do, right? That's, yeah. That's the point of friends is they call, occasionally we answer, yeah. we moan, then they moan. Or if it's a lunch or a dinner, maybe we pass us a moaning baton around the table and everyone gets their moaning slot. <laughs> anyway, after I'd done my moan, I, I asked her how she was. She said, oh, all good, which was slightly baffling. So I filled this silence by grumbling, bit more than I whined for a while you know uh she made all the right noises and I asked her again so so how's everything and she said um she said oh, everything's great oh finally I'm getting to the point she said I have given up complaining and uh, immediately uh, I could see the point it didn't sound annoying or worthy it just suddenly sounded so 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 sensible you know I mean clever her I think it might be called something like attention training in CBT. Certainly, it's a kind of brain discipline. Anyway, she gave up complaining, she said, in the middle of December, and her life is immeasurably better. Imagine not relying on all the negativity and panic and self-doubt for conversation. I know that's all really bonding stuff, but imagine just letting those thoughts go rather than pinning them down. And actually, I'm shamefully, I'm going to go further than that, not just pinning them down, kind of performing them, because... 
If we're honest, I think that's what a lot of us do. We'll take a moan or a problem and then we'll, I'm not talking about something huge and life-changing, just, you know, the fuckery, right? Yeah. yeah, daily fuckery. Daily fuckery. We take it, we craft it, we add some lines for sort of dramatic or comic effect or please give me sympathy effect and then it becomes a sort of set piece. Mm-mm. So we tell this little story every time someone asks how we are and then yeah. we get inevitably, I think, stuck in those bad feelings because they are neither allowed to evolve nor evaporate. So mm-hmm. we're sort of trapped in our own set piece forever. Like the baddies floating around in space in a mirror in Superman 2. Do you remember them? I think that might be quite fun, actually, but without the mirror. <laughs> what, just the floating? <laughs> just the floating forever in space. That's like, that's like a holiday fantasy, a floating... Anyway, we'll talk about that later because we're thinking a lot about holidays at the moment, guys, <laughs> without doing much about it, it must be said. Anyway, th- I'm going to resolve to give up complaining. I think it's such a good idea. I'm also, I know, going to immediately forget, just as I forget everything else. Maybe I should write all good in Sharpie... <laughs> On my hand, <laughs> on my fucking face. I don't know if I can step away from my own whinging long enough for it to make a difference, but I just wanted to put it out there for listeners because I just think it's, I think it might help people. I think it might help people. I think the idea of I gave up complaining and I changed my life is a kind of magnificent. It's a book title. Isn't it? Yeah. But also, I think maybe all good is quite a good response. Do you remember how we were talking about a few weeks ago, we were talking about you having a T-shirt saying no. Maybe you just need Sharpie on your pen saying all good. Or maybe when someone (laughs) says, you know, that thing, I've got thing, a bee in my bonnet about when people say, so tell me about you. Yes. All good. All good. I mean, it's a really obnoxious, brilliant response. Or, so how was your Christmas? All good. I also love the idea of the silence that followed someone saying all good. Like totally bewildered. (laughs) No, hold on. That's not the script. You're supposed to say, well, you know, the ceiling's leaking and that this is what I'm leaking. (laughs) The moment someone says all good, you you think, I I don't understand. What does that mean? I love also the idea that that doesn't, it's not hiding the complaints. The complaints are still there. Like the problems exist. You're just not going to talk about them. Well, that's the thing. You're not going to, you're you're deoxygenating them, aren't you? I I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's a good and a bad to this because you have to be able to express yourself <laughs> but we've done quite a lot of expressing ourselves <laughs> yes exactly well I feel like this is sometimes the truth is inconvenient I agree sometimes we need alternative facts I agree like what would they be alternative helpful alternative facts yes as All opposed right. to kind of like you know the world is flat okay <laughs> I'm gonna say that for me at the moment it would be very helpful to believe that everything is secretly being printed in smaller and smaller font to save money and save the planet, save paper, all of that. I can see fine. My eyesight is just as sharp as it always was. There's just a sort of small font movement (laughs) happening globally. What do you think? What about you? Okay, an alternative fact could be extreme stress is what keeps you young. Yes. Not relaxation. I mean, let's face it. Do you remember when we were like 17 and we had to do A-levels and boys and we were like so stressed out with like everything? Oh my God. Um, how young did we look then? We did look very young. We were doing something right. I think so. Yeah, it's true. I am going to believe for the purposes of my entire life continuing to function, semi-function, <laughs> that... Gym leggings yes. have a powerful subliminal effect on the male libido, particularly when teamed with a T-shirt that has holes under the arms. Fact. Believe it. You've never been hotter. 
I mean, literally, they're coming for me. They're coming <laughs> for me? <laughs> I mean, that's a definitely true. I've okay. got a really helpful one for you. Tell me. Emily? Yes? No one was watching you park just now and nobody was laughing at you. I'm going to try and believe that. Believe it, believe okay, it. Okay, I tell you, for me, for mm-hmm. me, for me, I am not grey. I'm actually a late-blooming blonde. Ah, it's just a bit of blonde I see coming through there. This is what is happening to my head. It's just blonde. You it's went blonde inner... at 21. Yes, I did. I went blonde at 21. It's always been my inner blonde trying to get out. And it's... now she's fully, fully emerging. It's amazing. It's a miracle. It is. Hallelujah. <laughs> you have actually had to go blonde, haven't you? I have actually. Inconveniently, I have had to go blonde because the battle against the grey is too much. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, you guys know that we're not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days to the big, overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, I'm absolutely fine. Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midult. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash midult. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. So light is better. Just as chewing gum gets your digestive juices flowing. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Thinking about exercise activates the muscles and ignites the metabolism. So we just have to think about exercise. Job done. Well, here we go. I I mean, these are acts of kindness to ourselves. I mean, if we can be this, this is what they say, isn't it? They say, if you can be compassionate to yourselves, then you can look after other people effectively. (laughs) So if we can be this kind, maybe we should, we should start doing some, some good deeds. Oh, I I mean, I'm all for all the good deeds. You are all for good deeds, aren't you? You're you're going to be, there's going to be some heavy virtue signaling coming from you in 2024. Yes. Go on then, you can kick off. I have to say that my serious act of kindness on my behalf is not talking to anyone in the morning. What, in order to save them from your morning self? Protect them from your... I am literally going to give them a a shield from my general stress. Yes, because it's not bad temper with you in the morning. It's bad temper with me, inevitably. But with you, it's fizz, isn't it? Yes. And so I have a tendency, which might be annoying in the house, I don't know, no one's ever told me this, of listing all the things that we've got to do and all the things that I've got to do. You do that to me. When we're trying to get something finished, you start talking about something that we're going to have to do in a week, muttering, like, you know, like, it's, it's, I don't know if you're self-soothing, doesn't feel very soothing. What are you doing? I don't know. I think it's, I think, anyway, my February manifest intention is to not speak to anyone at all in the morning. 
And what time will that sort of moratorium lift? I don't know, 9am, does that no, seem okay? Yeah, that seems all right. So you're going to have six till nine. You can just not talk to anyone. Just not talk to anyone. It'd be very difficult. I have to get very good at miming. My, <laughs> my act of kindness, I think, is going to involve me becoming an even more dedicated supporter of the arts. Oh, oh. Yeah, because I'm a patron. A, a patroness, <laughs> I prefer. Because what, what I'm going to do is, I, I just need to be clear that the reason I cancel plans and stay in all the time is so I can support all the up-and-coming talent on Netflix. Oh, yes. No, they definitely need a lot of support. It's an effort on my part. Well done, Do you, you think they know what goes into it? I think I congratulate yourself on your sort of, you know, patronage. How could they? The other thing, <laughs> the other thing I need to make clear, because we all know about my road rage, the shouting with the windows rolled up and the yes. sort of swearing and the obscene hand gestures, you know, universal sign for wanker. Um, <laughs> I shout and scream at other drivers when I'm in my car. It's an act of service. To make sure that they will be safe and alert on the roads. Oh, well done. Just to make sure they have their wits about them. I'm protecting people. Yes, you are. Brilliant. My God, you're kind. Dame Annabelle Ripkin, <laughs> if you please. <laughs> I tell you what, I check Instagram while I'm in meetings. Not because I'm bored or... Rude. Or any of those things. Yeah. Just because I need to stay abreast of what's going on in the world, you know, to keep everybody relevant. There might be a crucial piece of information that will drastically alter the direction of the meeting and the decisions being taken. Correct. I'd be irresponsible not to check Instagram. If I wasn't doing that, imagine. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I do is I leave parties after <laughs> seven to nine minutes. Not <laughs> 79, seven to nine minutes. Walking around the room all the while as a way of giving other people permission to leave early too. Oh. You know, breaking the seal, like a kindly shepherdess. You are. Guiding the meek home. You are. I mean, this is, you are bottomlessly kind. I also love the idea of you being at a party for 79 minutes. Imagine, it's never happened. Um, <laughs> it's very tiring being this kind. I mean, I'm, no wonder we're exhausted. <laughs> We're just so sorry. We just need a holiday. Oh, my God. Honestly, speaking of checking Instagram during meetings for the sake of being relevant, I'm normally someone who loves updates from people's lives and is bottomlessly, like, Supportive. You take pleasure in other people's successes. I mean, yes. But Dame Annabelle Saint, Emily. <laughs> exactly. But I feel like I'm a little triggered, she says, annoyingly, by people who take holidays at the end of January, beginning of February. People without school-aged children. Basically. People who've been organised enough or are rich enough or are brave enough or are, I don't know what enough, to get winter sun? Winter sun, not in kind of peak season. Yeah, when they're allowed to. Ah, and they're all in the fucking Maldives. Read the room, guys. Yeah, stop. Because honestly, while I'm trying to be really alert in meetings, it's actually frustrating. But if we imagine... Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> yes, no complaint. But if we imagined and then, you know, potentially activated our own dream holidays, I mean, would we post about them? I would like a holiday. I would like a sort of witchy holiday. No, mm -mm. I'm going to upgrade myself. Everyone wants to be a witch. I want to be a sorceress. Oh, yes. A sorceress's sojourn. Oh, God, you got that out. Well, I don't think it's got much of a ring to it. But anyway, <laughs> a sort of, and, and what it would involve would be me moving in for probably an unspecified number of weeks to a castle. Nice. Deep, deep, deep in the forest. Lovely. Um, instead of like, you know, personal butlers and, and housekeepers and chefs. I mean, that's all lovely in its place. This would have its own guardian spirits. Ooh. Friendly ghost or two. Yeah, definitely. You know, insomnia, someone to talk to, three in the morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing like the undead for a bit of chat. It would have a rare books room. Oh, yes. But they wouldn't be sort of untranslated Dante sort of, you know, they, when I say rare, I mean, they'd look really pretty, but they wouldn't be that rare. <laughs> books I've been meaning to read or just because it's so enchanted, this place, the right books would find me. Oh, yes. I would hold out my slender white arm, she says, holding out a sort of gnarled claw. <laughs> I would hold out my arm and a book would float gently into it. And that would be me. There would be a greenhouse that wouldn't be at all sweaty. And it would be connected to an apothecary where I could blend magical plants into magical potions. All the while, I'd be wearing a cape, probably a sort of ruby velvet lined with a pink satin, probably. You have given this a lot of thought. And my crow (laughs) would follow me everywhere. (laughs) Can your crow talk? Inevitably. I would like a dog as well, like a hound. Sorry, not a dog, a hound. Oh, a hound just in front of the fire, for just for picturesque purposes. Yeah, maybe four, actually, sort of just that would kind of trot along all behind me. A pack of hounds. Yes, exactly. Who are basically bodyguards, because it could, could be quite unnerving, this castle. <laughs> but so, just in case, it is a bit scary, just in case the magic turned or something. If the magic turned, the hounds would turn into friends. <laughs> exactly. Familiar faces. Familiar faces. You could be a hound. I could be one of your hands. I'd love that. That would be great. Curled up in front of the fire. Will you read to me? Yes, I'll read you so beautifully. Okay, this sorceress sojourn, which is almost impossible to say. Doesn't have, have a ring to, to it at all, sorry. We have to rebrand it. Sounds great. You think so? What about, what, what's your dream situation? If okay, you... so my dream situation, and actually I, I draw it every year on my stupid vision board that never, never works, by the way. Every year is a castaway holiday. Okay, but wait, hold oh. on. When I say I don't actually want to... What was he called, be- Tom Hanks' football friend? Wilbur? Wilmot- Wilson. Wilson. I have no desire to be cast away, actually. Yes, just putting that to the universe. Yes. Please don't exactly. cast me away. No, yes, quick. Uh, I want the illusion of cast away. So an island for one, but that's fully staffed. But sort of, they don't have to be invisible, but they certainly have to be very discreet. This and is a hundred grand a week holiday in the Maldives, yes. by the way, that you were actually describing. Yes, exactly. You can see why I've been like triggered by the Instagram posts <laughs> of late. Okay. And I want constant shade because that's what a lot, where my fantasies about being cast away falls down is that I, it, there would have to be like You can't have the beating sun. Also, if you're there for long enough, you tan in the shade. Yes, But exactly. then I always tell myself a really, really healthy non-skin cancer yeah. way based on no scientific knowledge no, whatsoever. Of course, but let's, course. Just, let's just stick with that. Just Absolutely. leave that there. This, this is an alternative fact. It's fine. And I also want that misting. When we went to Morocco last year in this restaurant, it was very, very hot. And there was like misted water coming down from the ceilings. I thought it was just sort of the most amazing thing I've ever... You could just walk through a kind of mist to keep yourself cool down. So that'd be good. Someone to read to me and apply sunscreen. Not in a sexual way, I have to say. Maybe. Um, <laughs> this goes in a different direction. I wouldn't and rule I would it out. Constant dolphins. Because oh, I always think okay. I want to be bored of dolphins. I want to go, I want to look over and go, not another fucking dolphin. Because I always feel like with my dolphin life, it's always so fraught and panicky. The few times, like whenever I go to like Dorset or whatever, and I look out and I think, will today be the day that I see a dolphin? And then they'll go, <laughs> someone will go, oh, we saw dolphins the other day. And I go, damn, it's not going to be the day. So I just want a dolphin. Yeah. I don't want any dolphin like worry. I just want dolphin. Just swimming. Full dolphin security. <laughs> Basically. At all time. I just want to be able to look up and go, oh, there you are. Hi. Anyway, there you go. What would Sounds happen, great, doesn't it? What would happen if, you know how good you feel after you've done 
an exercise class or some exercise. You've done circuits, you've done Pilates, you've yes. done whatever it is that you've yes. done. Massive, yes. You feel really great. And you so you inevitably have the thought, what if I did this every day? Yes. If I had the time slash money slash motivation every All day. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then exactly. Then you move on. You think, what if I didn't just do this every day? I basically did it all day, every yeah. day. Like I was in training to play Lara Croft oh my God. in the movie. Like someone took me away and they just worked me physically. Is it Annabelle? In not in a sexual way. <laughs> although, again, not ruling it out. Annabelle, you are the next Lara Croft. I mean, and then I think, what would happen? What would happen? What would I be capable of? What would happen? And I know what would happen. What would happen? I'd hurt my back on day one. Day one. You're quite right. You'd mm. get some kind of injury. Mm. And nice then you'd idea, be limping. though. Wouldn't it be amazing to be forced or paid to, or just have this time slot to just be exercised. What would be amazing to want to. Yes, well, that too. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, I remember, I I'm, just having, is... I'm, I'm just flashing back to a detox I did, which was a seven-day juice fast. This is probably, I don't know, 12 years ago. Crikey. Uh, and they just, and you, all you had was, you, you had about 35 supplements a day. So you'd swallow all these vitamins and they'd get lodged in your chest and so you'd burp little puffs of toxic dust. Oh. Disgusting. And then they you, you drink, um, I can still taste it, a boiling water with apple cider vinegar in it. I haven't really been able to have it since. Uh, there were quite a lot of enemas and they'd give you little tiny sort of, not glasses of, like two inches, two fingers, like whiskey in a glass of beetroot juice maybe and they'd puff it out with psyllium husk, which is fibrous. Right. Okay, just I think to, to keep, keep your system yeah. moving. And I could do that, but then they made us do yoga. Well, made us, I did it twice and then obviously sat in my room. <laughs> um, yoga every night. And I remember very clearly every night the teacher would say, relax your anus. And I'd be like, no, you relax your anus. I want to go and watch Californication. That's how long it was. They said, please don't watch. Please don't watch Tell You While You're Here because it will disrupt your spiritual cleanse. I thought I was thought I was coming for a detox. I thought I was coming to get thin, to be honest. Your spiritual cleanse. And so now I went back to David Duchovny and left them to relax their ani. Yes, of course, the plural of anus. Yeah, I did do that. Um, I tell you that I went to the Balloon Museum in Billingsgate a few weeks ago and... What was so amazing, there was this huge, enormous ball pit that adults and children could get into. And I cannot even tell you how much fun it was being in this ball pit. So I think I want a soft play holiday. A soft play holiday? <laughs> yes, where everything is basically like bouncy, soft. You can basically roll around. So it's touch stimulation. Is it furry things, bouncy things, squishy? Or yeah, huggy, strokey. You can just be kind of, you know, you can just sit in a ball pit and just feel like you're sort of slowly disappearing. You know what I need to ask, right? It would all be fully disinfected because I oh. saw the pictures of you at the Balloon Museum and it looked like you were basically licking the balls. Can I tell you, there was definitely a lot of ball licking. There was ball licking. And you do have to switch off a mental part of your brain that goes, I cannot even imagine how disgusting this is, but I'm still going to get in with all these other humans. But this could be my own, listen, this is my own soft play holiday. Yes, okay? yes. Which we, also we, sounds we, like a padded room. We could call it a soft play <laughs> holiday, or we could call it a padded cell. <laughs> yes, exactly. We could Thank call you. it whatever I'd we like want. I'd like to be committed. Yes, exactly. Thanks so much. Um, imagine the Jane Austen holiday. We just... Rain it all in. Oh, very civilised. What would happen on a Jane Austen holiday? Well, we would be doing needlepoint in the living room. Drawing room for oh, Jane Austen. I'm so sorry. We I remember once be... reading, um, someone wrote about Jane Austen. The reason I say that is they wrote about Jane Austen. Jane Austen is excellent as far as she goes. 
but she only goes as far as the drawing room. Yes. Which is the point for you, correct? Ex- All you have to do is take a turn around the library. Can you imagine? To show off your figure. Exactly. The elastication of my walk. And then I would just do a little bit of needlepoint. And then I would... Panic about reputational damage, <laughs> about becoming a spinster. <laughs> Definitely don't have sex. About being... No, there's, well, no, 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 no. This is an absolute no, theme no, today. Yes. Sex or no sex. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not sure Austin would have wanted us with all our freedoms, to be fantasising about that. Would She'd you? be horrified. I also, I'm internally horrified by myself. Well, by the idea of actually what all I want is, well, what, what, is what to lie it? down on a sofa. A reduction. Yes. You know, a contraction yeah. of life to give yes. us a, that that's exactly. the awful thing that w- we seem to be asking for. Speaking of contraction of life, we will see you next week if I am in <laughs> fact not dead. <laughs> I would really like to reassure listeners that I would not be posting this if you were dead. If, if, you, if you did run it, the Daily Mail would pick up on it. They would say sort of, they would say podcaster predicts her own death. So can we safely say to our listeners, if you are listening to this, I am alive. Yes. So it's good news. Great news. Nothing to complain about. Absolutely nothing. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.